Okay, everybody, uh, welcome to a new week of Amad Yomi. We're starting on the Chedem a bit, three lines down. Tanu Rabban on the Brayta Setsky, Chokli Yisrael, Hu Mishpat Oloke Yaakov. So it's the same passage we quoted at the very end of, uh, of last, uh, the last Amad, meaning the mine right before. Chokli Yisrael, Hu, it's a statue for Yisrael, it's a Mishpat, that's a law for Oloke uh, Yaakov, the God of Yaakov. And we're going to notice here the difference between um, the Chok being for Yisrael, Okay, for Bnei Israel, as opposed to Lokei Yaakov for Hashem. So it says here, Melamed, it teaches us, She'en beitin shalmala nichnasin ladin, ala imkein kichu beitin shalmata etachot. What this pasuk, Kiachok Yisrael, whom Yishvat Lokei Yaakov teaches us, is the link between um, when the law, the statute, in this case the statute being the uh, idea of the din, of the Yom HaDin and Rosh Hashanah, it's a chok for Yisrael, but also Mishpat for Hashem. So the beitin shalmala, the Hashem's court, doesn't go into uh, judgment unless the beitin shamata, the beitin, the human beitin, was mekadesh lechodesh, sanctified the new month and made it actually rosh hashanah. It doesn't happen automatically. We have to um, declare the day as rosh hashanah. Tanya idach. There's another brayta. Ki chokli yisrael hu emi ella yisrael chokli yisrael. That only seems to talk about yisrael. The umot haolam From where do we know that the other nations of the world? are also judged on Rosh Hashanah. Tamulamar mishpat lelokei Yaakov. It's a judgment for elokei Yaakov, meaning God, meaning all the people who are under God's domain, which is the entire world. Imkein matamulamar ki chokli Yisrael. So what's the point of singling out Yisrael, chokli Yisrael? Melamei Yisrael michlasim tchilad ledin. It teaches us that b'nei Yisrael are the ones who go into judgment first. So we go first, and then the umot haolam. Kidu Rav Chista, in accordance with Rav Chista's statement, the Amor Rav Chista, melech b'tibur, Melech nichnas tchila ledin. If you have a king and you have the community, the, the, the public, so the king goes into din first. Shemar, it says, Mishpat avdo umishpat amo. Right, this is a Shomah Melech says this um, in the judgment of his servant, and he's talking to God, and when he says his servant, he means himself, that he, Shomah, goes into judgment first. Umishpat amo, also the judgment of his nation, meaning Bnei Israel. Maitama, so what's the reason that the king goes in first? We have two possibilities. If you want, I could say, it's not to make the king stand outside, meaning it's not appropriate for the king to be waiting outside while the Bnei Israel are uh, being judged uh, inside the court, so to speak. Alternatively, uh, if you want, I could say that it's before that the king goes in, before the anger of Hashem is leifush, is, uh, is sort of a... Um, made uh, multiplied and made great, meaning that the Rashi points out that the Tzibur goes in, you know, maybe Hashem starts recounting all the sins of the Tzibur, and he starts to get a little bit worked up. At that point, if you bring in the king at that point, the king might get sort of the, uh, the brunt of, uh, of the anger, especially given that the king generally is held to a higher standard. So, you know, if you want the king to go in, even in his, when he's being judged with a higher standard, before the anger gets sort of worked up because of the sins of the whole people. And I guess similarly, the idea there would be that uh, B'nai Yisrael, uh, I guess, have a special relationship with Hashem when we get to go uh, into Din first uh, rather than second. Okay, so that's the uh, that's the idea. Okay. The, uh, we continue with the, with the Mishnah, Ulish Mitin, that uh, Rosh Hashanah, and the Rosh Chodesh Tishrei is the first for the month uh, for the Shemitim for the uh, the sabbatical years. Mindalans, what's the source for this? Tichtiv uvashana hashviit shnat Shabbat Shabbaton yel laaretz. And the seventh year it will be a sabbatical year for the land. Okay, so that's very nice. What does this do for us? Vigamar shana shana mi Tishrei. We're going to learn Exera Shava the word shana shana from Tishrei. So it says here shana hashviit the seventh year. Also in Tishrei it says Tichtiv meirishit hashana from the beginning of the year. 
Okay, so just as we said, uh, as we said the previous Amun, Bereshit Hashanah V'achri that's that's the month of Tishrei. So this Zerah Shabbat teaches us that uh, just as Bereshit Hashanah is a reference to Tishrei, or at least we figured out that it's a reference to Tishrei, so too, Bashanah HaShvi'it, the seventh year of sabbatical year, begins at the same time, the first of Tishrei. So Gemara asked a question, a very similar question to what we asked um, an Adaf ago on Dav Zayin and in the context of the Shkalim. So why don't we just learn Shana Shana from Nisan? Hashana. So Nisan is also referred to as I meaning Rosh Hashanah. Nisan is also referred to as Hashana. Um, so how did you know to compare Shana Hashvit to Rashid Hashana, namely Aleph Tishrei? Maybe we should compare it to the Hashana of Aleph Nisan. So the exact opposite answer that we had uh, previously. Before we said that because Aleph Nisan is because of the concept of Shana and the word Chodesh. So Shana plus Chodesh, that's what we're comparing, not Shana without Chodesh. Okay, so Shana with Chodesh refers to Nisan. Here we'll say the opposite. Danin Shana She'en Ima Chodeshim. We're going to learn out uh, uh, the word Shana that does not come along with uh, months, at least not explicitly. Mishana She'en Ima Chodeshim from another word Shana that doesn't have the word Chodeshim from it. And that's exactly what we have here. Shana HaShvi'it and Rashid HaShana, neither of those has the word Chodesh in the context of the Psukim. But Ve'en Danin Shana She'en Ima Chodeshim Mishana She'yesh Ima Chodeshim So we can't derive or learn anything about our Pasuk of Shana HaShvi'it that has not, does not have the word Chodesh from the Pasuk about Nisan Mishan Hulacham Lechodshei HaShana that has the word Chodesh in addition to the word Shana so that's not a good limu because it's not an, as an, it's not an exact Kseir HaShavas we'll be as precise as we can that we'll compare Shana to Shana but not Shana to Shana Pas Chodesh Okay, so that's again, it's the exact opposite of what we had uh, a daf ago. Okay, um, so now we conclude that uh, the Shemitah years begin in Tishrei. Uli Yovlot, so it's also for Yovel. Yovel is the 50th year, the Jubilee year, which is the year number 50 in the cycle. We have seven Shemitah cycles, so it gets us to year 49. And that's, uh, so 49 is a Shemitah year. And the Yovel year also is treated like a, like a Shemitah year, but it also has extra things. Two particular issues. One is that all slaves go free, and also all people's, uh, all land goes back to its original owners. Sigmar says, What do you mean? It's not true that Yovel is counted from Aleph Tishrei. Yovel is actually counted from the town of Tishrei, from Yom Kippur. The Pazik says in Parsha Bahar, in Mayikra Parakafe, that on Yom Kippur, uh, you should blow the shofar. And that is the declaration of the Yovel. So if, you, if the, the declaration of Yovel occurs with the blowing of the shofar on Yom Kippur, of the 50th year. So then Yobel doesn't begin on Aleph Tishrei, it begins on the 10th of Tishrei. So my answer is, Hamani Rabbi Shmuel ben Osher Rabbi Yochum Rokahi. Who is this opinion? We've actually seen this opinion before. It's our opinion of Rabbi Shmuel ben Osher Rabbi Yochum ben Baroka. What do you mean? The Tanya, as we learned in the Brayta. The Brayta quotes a Pesach, again, from Parsha Bahar, V'kidash Tem, Etchnada Hamishim Shana, that you should sanctify the 50th year. Matamud Lamar, what is it trying to tell us? Lafishanam Mar Biomakipurim, because they already told us Biomakipurim, as we just said, Yom Kippur, we blow the shofar, Yachol Lotahimit Kadeshat, Elami Makipur, Yomakipurim Vailach. So I might have thought it's possible to think that it should only be Mikudesh, it should only be sanctified from Yom Kippur and on. Tamud Lamar comes along the extra pasuk v'gidashtem eshnata chamishim that you should sanctify these fiftieth year melameshvit kadeshav olecha mitchilata. That tells us that it should be sanctified and 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 considered to be the way and continue to be the way from the very beginning of the year. So kadeshtem eshnata chamishim shana is emphasizing that it's the whole year, not just from Yom Kippur itself, but actually from the whole uh, year. Now. We have to understand what's the discrepancy then, because on the one hand we're saying that Yovel begins on the first of uh, the first of 
Tishrei. On the other hand, we have this Pasuk, which does say that you blow the Shofar and declare the Yovel only on the 10th of Tishrei. So what are you going to do? So Mikan, Amr Rabbi Shmuel, Benosha, Rabbi Yochanan, Broka. So from here, based on this Limud, Rabbi Shmuel, the son of Rabbi Yochanan, Broka, says as follows. And this is what, this is what we, how we understand our Mishnah. May Rosh Hashanah, Ad Yom Kippurim, from Marshan to Yom Kippur, Luhayu Avadim Niftari Labadihem. The Avadim do not go back to their homes, but the Lomishtabdin Ladonahem. They're also not subjugated to their masters. I mean, they're serving this limbo state where they're living with their masters, but it, I mean, they don't go home, but they're also not serving their masters. Alam, rather, what do they do? Ochlin, vishotin, usmechin, they can eat and drink and rejoice, celebrate, and their crowns on their heads. Rashi points out, uh, sometimes this was not an obligation, but it was an option that maybe there was a certain type of crown that maybe a free man would wear, so they can wear these free man crowns. So that's what they do for those 10 days. Once Yom Kippur arrived, the Beitim would blow the Shofar, and then the Iftiru Avadim Labatehem, the Avadim would be released to their homes, and the fields would go back to their original owners, right? That's the point that, that uh, even fields, uh, in the, uh, family plots that had been sold during the, over the course of the previous 50 years now go back to the original owner. Okay, so that's all we're saying. So this idea of the Yovel, being the Echab in our Mishnah, that only that works according to the opinion of Rabbi Shmuel, but also Rabbi Yochanan Baruch where it really begins Mamash on Aleph Tishrei, the limbo state, and then we have the uh, the full release after uh, on Yom Kippur when the Beit Din blows the Shofar. For Rabbanan, so how would Rabbanan and the Rabbanan how would they deal with this pasuk of the Gedish Tembesh Nadecha Mishim I mean, they hold that Yovel really really only begins on on the Yud Tishrei on Yom Kippur. So what are you going to say from this pasuk? They have a totally different limut, and a different, totally different uh, thing they learn from this. Namely, that we, you are only mikadesh, the beitin in general, nothing to do with yovel in, in, in particular. That in general, the beitin is only mikadesh; it only sanctifies years. It doesn't sanctify months. Now this goes against what most people who know anything about kiddush hakodesh. Right? We know this idea that in the olden days the beitin would declare the new month based on testimony, etc., etc. This is, a, is the general opinion, but there is an opinion which we'll see uh, coming up uh, somewhat soon, uh, actually, no, much more later, excuse me, much later in the Masecha, Adav Kafdalid, that Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon, has this opinion in the Mishnah that, uh, no, the Beitin is not Mekadesh HaChodesh, there are only Mekadesh years. How do we learn that? This Pasuk, you're sanctifying the year, the 50th year, and that's what we learn from this Pasuk. This Pasuk, according to Rabbanan, this Pasuk would not be teaching us this issue of the Yovel beginning, the beginning of the uh, beginning of the year, uh, at all, rather it has to do with the general principle of not declaring the uh, the new uh, the new moon, rather declaring the new year. Okay, it's a little tricky because it means that the majority opinion here sort of seems to be going along with that opinion. That the minority opinion there. That was able to never time. Tanya Yidach, there's another writer that tries to uh, analyze these psukim. Yovel he. The Pasuk says Yovel he. It is the Yovel. That's the continuation of the Pasuk there. Yovel he. Ma Tamulamar. Why point out that this is the Yovel? Because it says that you should sanctify the 50th year. Yachol, I might think. Just as the year is sanctified and continues from the very beginning. Meaning that just as Rabbi Yochim. Uh, Rabbi Shmuel says that the year is mitkadesh at the very beginning and it keeps like going until Yom Kippur and then it continues after that, right? But you have this like um, early beginning that continues for a little while before you get the full blown uh, Yovel on the 10th of the month. 
So maybe the same thing happens at the end. When you get to the end of the Yovel year, you, again, you have those 10 days of limbo um, at the end, where maybe, uh, so we don't, we don't continue the Yovel to be over until, the, until Yom Kippur of the 51st year. That's what I might have thought. Don't be surprised by this. Because we know we have a principle. We can add from Chol Alakodesh. We can add from the weekday to the sanctified day. We know this, right? From Shabbat, we have right this whole idea. Um, Tosef Shabbat and Tosef Yom Tov. So I think this, this idea exists, and we'll talk more about this idea uh, tomorrow. Okay, but that, uh, that idea exists, so maybe the same thing should be true um, when it comes to Yovel that we add on to the end. Tamud Lomar comes up with Yovel He Shnata Hamishim. It's Yovel He the fiftieth year. That is the fifth. That is the Yovel year. Shnata Hamishim Atamekadesh Viatamekadesh Shnata Hamishim Vachat. You only are you only sanctified the fiftieth year, not the fifty. First year, so within Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Shmuel, but also Rabbi Yochanan Baruch's opinion, you, you, this seems to fit there, right? That you have while well, at the beginning of the year, you do have this ten days of sort of an extension in a certain sense. It starts in the first, but it kind of doesn't really kick in fully until the tenth. But it's limited only to the fiftieth year. You do not have a similar extension at the end before the uh, before the Yom Kippur of the following year. Now, just so we don't get stuck in the middle of the flow here, we'll just continue a couple more lines. For moving on to Daf Tehmanala, Verabanan, what would the Rabbanan say about that? Because they don't think that you get this extension at the beginning. They think the whole thing only starts Yom Kippur, anyways. So they say, no. What's Yovel he teaching us? Shnata Hamishim Atamone Biatamone Shat Hamishim Vachat. Okay, so here's the issue here is that Vachat or just Shnata Hamishim Achat. But the point is that you only count the 50th year, you count the 50th year, and you don't count the 50th year, and one. Meaning what? This comes to exclude the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda, the Amar who says, that he says that the 50th year actually counts on both sides. What does that mean? As we mentioned before, you have the 49 years of the Shemitah cycle, right? Seven times seven years. We know the 49th year is a Shemitah year. And then you have the Yovel year. Now, how do you start the count for the next Shemitah cycle? So the Rabbanan's opinion is that what we do is we start counting the new Shemitah cycle in year 51. In year 51. Okay? Rabbi Yehuda's opinion was that year 50 has plays a double role. Um, it, counts, it counts for both sides. On the one hand, it counts as the Yovel year, as the conclusion of the previous 49 years, but it also counts as year one for the next Yovel cycle. So according to Rabbi Yehuda, you really have 49-year cycles where the 50th year... Right, plays both, sort of like you know, plays a double role. Rabbanan are saying the opposite. So look back at it. So you have to read the lines one more time. For Rabbanan, the top of the top of the page here. Shnat chamishim atamone v'yatamone shnat chamishim either va'achat or achat. You only count the fiftieth year. You don't count the fifty-first year. You don't count the fiftieth year as the first year. And that comes to the school Rabbi Yehuda, who said that the fiftieth year counts lakan lakan kamash malan. So comes on this pasuk yovelhi and shnat chamishim comes to teach us. That the low, the low. That is not the case. We do not actually account the 50th year as a year one for the next cycle at all. Rather, it's its own entity, stands alone, and we'd count, count, we'd start counting the next Shemitah cycle from the following year, namely year 51. Okay, you'll see the next line here. So we'll start discussing tomorrow the principle of uh, how do we know that we can add from Chol uh, to the Kodesh. Okay, we'll stop here.